Uh, anyway, I'm so pumped to be here tonight, and I hope you are. Um, you know, we've all, I think we should just finish the service now, right? I don't need to preach about the good news. We've already seen it. Uh, I don't know why I'm here. No, um, um, no, I'm super excited to be here, and I'm super pumped um, tonight. Let me just get sorted. Mean, but um, I'm I'm excited for two things tonight. Um, it's also it's because we're starting our new series about the good news and about Jesus, right? And who, um, you know, you can't get excited um, more about the good news. Um, and I'm just like super pumped. But also, one thing that got me pumped is when I got the email um, with the slides. I looked at the design and was like, "Whoa, I love it! Whoever designed it, you've got my applaud." Um, I didn't get paid to say that tonight, but um. I, I just stream, I like streams good news, happiness, joy, this is it, right? And that is what the good news is about. So little things like that that gets me excited. And one little thing that gets me excited in life is holidays. Um, who loves a good holiday, right? I mean, getting out of Palmy and actually enjoying the sun and the warm weather. Um, even in like the middle of winter. It's, oh, um, but, you know, one thing I actually enjoy about the holiday is not the holiday itself, but the road trip up there. I love to just drive, put on, put on some bangers of music, and um, also talk to people in the car and non-stop because they can't run away. Um, but no, I love a journey, um, and that's what I want us to do tonight. I want us to start at one place and get to another um, without getting too lost or lost, hopefully. Um, but who's keen for a journey tonight, right? Sweet. But before we start our journey, I think we should turn to the Bible and look at our passage tonight, which is um, in Mark um, chapter 1. So if you want to open your Bibles or your phones, um, we're we're reading the first eight um, verses. So it says this. It says, This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they have repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven by coarse camel hair. He wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, Someone is soon coming, oh, coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the beginning of the good news, right? This is the start of something awesome. And Mark's um, first verse is kind of like the title of his book, right? At the time when it was written, there was no New Testament, no four bits of the Gospels. It was just, you know, he wrote it. And so when you picked it up and read that, you're like, man, we're in for a treat. Um, We're going to be looking about a guy called Jesus. So essentially, we start our passage kind of in the accounts of the old prophets, right? Um, with the prophet of Isaiah. But then we meet this cool guy called John. Um, and he seems like a pretty, uh, pretty um, cool dude. Uh, he was definitely probably on men's um, health magazine back in the day, um, you know, with his, with his fashion, his, his diet, um, but also, importantly, his message 
the message he had. Um, yeah, love, love that, eh? Um, but the most important thing to kind of understand about John is kind of looking back at the prophet Isaiah himself. So in Isaiah um, 40, uh, he says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. Listen, it is the voice of someone shouting, Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Made a straight highway through, oh, through the wasteland for our God. Fill the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all, all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. So these, these passages, this, um, and this one in the Old Testament, um, announces God's intention um, to visit his people. He's coming down, he's going to, to rule over his people, he's going to visit his people. So God gives directions through Isaiah for his people what to do to be prepared. He doesn't say, um, tell the people to do this, and when they're ready, I will come down. No, he says, prepare the way, I am coming with uh, to my people, whether they're ready or not. This wasn't a plan that he was waiting for all of us to be ready. He was like, no, nah, this is happening. If you're ready or not, I'm coming down. And so God sends a, um, an agent called John the Baptist, right, to be the man who's preparing the way, preparing the hearts of his people. And John starts, you know, preparing the way. He's, he's, he's in the wilderness shouting random things uh, and, you know, telling this message that the Lord is on his way. And, and, and the people are somewhat willing to listen to what he's got to say because they have this hope of this promise, this prophecy that God will come to them one day and free them. You know, Israel, he was, Israel was promised that God will come down and, you know, they held this promise through generation to generation to generation to generation and generation. Even through whatever they were going through, if they were at the high, the peak of their, you know, nation, or at the low in exile, they still had this hope this pro of this prophecy that one day God will free them and give them salvation. You know, and... Um, you know, they want salvation, the people are lost. They're wandering, uh, you know, at the time of um, Mark's gospel, the, Israel, or the Jews, they're, um, in, you know, enslaved by the Romans. They're conquered by the Romans. They have their home, but they're not really free. They're hoping for someone to come down. But also there's people that are skeptical about um, what John is saying and hard-hardened because they've been through so much pain. They've been so much, or they've lost so much, um, and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 God hasn't really showed up for the last couple of hundred years. Why should I really listen? So that hope has kind of faded away. But John keeps speaking. He keeps saying that message. But the people are still lost in the wilderness. And the wilderness is a place that we think of as kind of like dull or a desert or scary or filled with creatures that would probably eat you alive. Um, it's a place where you go if you're banished. But um, maybe you've been uh, in, a, in a place of wilderness yourself. And I'm not meaning being lost in the middle of nowhere like Ashurst, but, um, <laughs> uh, but the wilderness is, isn't just a place. I think it's also a state of mind 
a stage where we're at in our life. Whether that be in, are we stuck battling depression, anxiety, addictions, loneliness, are you going through a heartbreak? Um, you know, and we live in a world that is so broken that is just filled with, you know, wild things like war, sickness, pain. There's so much chaos in the world that sometimes it's so hard to feel like we're home. We feel like we're so lost. You know, but God didn't create the world to be like that. He, you know, he created the world so perfect, even he said it was good. But we see in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve fell too short and they ate the forbidden fruit and the sin and evil cursed the world, right? And that's why we live in a broken, broken world and we, we feel lost all the time because of, because of sin and because of evil. Um, even, um, you know, but we're all wanting to find somewhere, or somewhere. We're all wanting to find a place to feel safe, to have that salvation. Um, in Romans 8, verse 19, it says, For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Even, um, you know, we're wanting to know where we're at. Um, even the creation, the world, aches and, and wonders, or wonders when um, it's going to be restored again. We're wanting to be free from this broken world. So that's where we're going to start our journey tonight. We're going to start our journey in the wilderness. Um, but that's not where we're staying tonight. I have good news, team. We're not staying there tonight. God's like, I have somewhere else for you to go. Um, and, you know, if you go on a road trip and you haven't been to the place before, you kind of need directions. Um, you kind of need a map or something. Um, and I remember one time when I was doing the internship here two years ago, um, Becca and I went up to our first block together, um, which is in Papamoa, and this was kind of my first time driving a road trip. So I was a bit nervous, um, and I actually didn't know where I was going, so I, we had the Google Maps out. Um, and I don't know if you've been to Papamoa, but if you go on the expressway, there's like two roundabouts, and if you like turn off the wrong way, you keep going up the expressway, or, the, or you go back the other way for like 20 minutes without an exit. Um, so I was a bit nervous. I didn't know where to turn off and what to do. But Becca saved the day. You know, she was the navigator, self, you know, she, she nominated herself. Um, she was the navigator. She was telling me where to go. I was driving. I was listening. Everything was sweet. There's your relationship advice for tonight. Um, but we get to the roundabout. I'm nervous. Kind of like, oh no, I'm, we're going to go in one direction and it's the wrong direction. Um, but Becca had it under control, and she told me where to go, and I listened. Yeah, we went the wrong way. Um, uh, but it's all right, we didn't go back 20 minutes, we just went further upwards, um, five minutes, but you know. And sadly, that is not the only time it's happened. So Becca's, um, you know, if she's navigating, good luck. No, um, but maps are helpful when used properly, right? They give us um, the right direction, the best way to get to where we're going. And God's given us a map. He hasn't given us a big piece of paper or an app on our phone. He's given us someone. He's given us Jesus. Jesus, he's the way. His teachings, his story, his life, even his death is the way to where we want to go. You know, Jesus is, the, um, is so much worthy than anyone else to put our trust and faith in, right? Like John said, he's not even um, worthy enough to stoop down and untie his shoes. He's that worthy. 
So if we're willing to trust someone, why not be the most worthy, the most high? Um, Jesus, right? Are we willing to search the map, Jesus? Are we, are we willing to search the map to get to where we're going? Um, and I just want to kind of like go, I'll read a bit further on in our passage in uh, verse 9, which is um, all about the baptism of Jesus. So it says, One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. This man, he was baptized in water, but he comes out and he's filled with the Holy Spirit and God's proclaiming that this is my son who I've sent down, who I've promised for all of the people of his kingdom that he's going to come down and free them and save them. God is proclaiming this truth. John is proclaiming this truth. Am I proclaiming this truth? Are you going to proclaim this truth? That Jesus is the key, he's the way, he's the one that fulfills us and um, makes us feel good about ourselves, and he's the way to get to where we're going to go. Even the creator of everything, God, right, he says, this man brings me great joy. So he's going to bring us the same joy that we feel every day if we keep um, reading his word, listening to what he's saying, um, praying to him, he's going to fulfill us. John was preparing the way for Jesus, but Jesus is actually preparing the way for a new future for us, something awesome. He's the one that is um, going to free us from our past life, ourselves that are wandering in, um, in the wilderness, right? He's the way to a more fulfilling life, a place to our destination, which is home, God's family, kingdom, and church. You know, this passage is all about the beginning of the good news. And, you know, when, when there's a beginning, we have to think about the end. And maybe you know the story of Jesus, um, and you know we love him. Oh, he loves us so much. He came down um, from heaven, and he was willing to even give up his own life for us. He hung on a cross and died a gruesome death, but that wasn't even the end of the good news. Three days later, he, ra- oh, he rose again. And, you know, and, and the church was born, but that's not the end of the story. His story is ongoing, and we get to be part of it. We get to be, um, you know, we're baptized by that Holy Spirit that was promised. When we give our lives to Him, He, he, get, he empowers us by His Spirit to go out and grow His kingdom. We're still part of that story. The story's not finished yet. You know, we get to change the world for him, with him. In the midst of devastation and despair, of hopelessness and certain destruction, um, there is good news that God is here, victorious, and he reigns. And this is the same good news that John was talking about all those years ago. This was the same message that even made the king at the time order him to be beheaded. He was silenced, he was quiet to stop this rumor, this message going on. But he wasn't silenced. This is the same message that has been spoken through the last 2,000 years of history and has been spoken um, today. 
John wasn't silenced. God um, was still using his message. Not even death could overcome this good news. We started in the wilderness, but we are able to search the map, this man called Jesus, his teachings and his story and his life and his death, which leads us and directs us to the way of the church and the kingdom. A place where we can serve him and grow and and prepare our lives um, for him. Even though, you know, we start in the wilderness and we're able to make it home through Jesus by believing in him and letting him have our lives, giving our hearts to him, that doesn't stop there. That's, that's halfway through our journey. I think we kind of need to flip it around and be like those at home in the church searching the map, searching Jesus to find people in the wilderness to bring them home. That's the great commission that God, um, that Jesus commanded his church to do, right? In, in Matthew 28, you know, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But first we have to ask the question, Do we truly believe ourselves that Jesus is the way? Is he the one that will save us from our heartbreak, our pain, our suffering? Maybe there's some of you out there tonight that um, haven't done this, or there's some that have done this, and you believe that Jesus is the way, and you're on that journey yourself. I just want to know that this journey that you go on with with God and Jesus is never going to be a smooth trip. Like every road trip, it's not smooth. There's always bumps in the road, potholes, twists and turns, different um, roads to take to get to your destination, which some can be good, some can be bad. Um, There's storms, there's traffic, there's things that are going to slow us down and maybe even make us take a U-turn to go back to this place of the wilderness that we started. So what are we meant to do? How do we prevent this? Well, Jesus is inviting us on a journey on this path for eternal life with him, to live in in heaven with him with no more pain. We only have to believe and give our hearts to him. We just have to repent our our sins and and ask for forgiveness. But he already is um, forgiving us. He's already forgiven us, right, through the blood of his son. Um, Just like tonight we saw with Lizzie, right? declaring that she is a follower of Jesus and she wants to change her life for him. And now um, she's part of this kingdom, right? She's part of this awesome church. And I think, man, Lizzie, it was awesome. Um, Yeah, well done. It was cool. It was awesome to be a part of and witness that tonight. You know, there's no tests that we have to pass. Jesus didn't come down with papers and exams to pass and all the people to pass. And if you passed and got 50% higher... Uh, or higher, you can go into the church, right? This kingdom is for everyone who believe in him. So we have to decide, are we willing to give up our own life for him just as he did, but not to death and the evil of the world, but to him and let him use it for good and for his glory? So we are at a moment of decision Am I going to stay chained to my past? 
all the things that are broken, tying me down, keeping me lost and wandering this wilderness? Am I going to live in resentment toward others and regret towards myself? Some of you might think, man, this wilderness that I'm in, the mess I've made, it's so much bigger than anyone can fit. Um, it's too big for God. And you, you, know, you think, man, he can't, I've, I've stuffed up. He can't, he can't use me for good anymore. Well, it's not true. Your mess isn't bigger. If God died for you, and if he calls for you, and if he comes for you, even yourself cannot change his mind of how much he loves you and wants a place for you in his kingdom. He's won the battle. He's conquered the battle of your mess. Whatever you've done, he's won that battle. He's forgiven you. You just have to ask for forgiveness yourself. He loves us. He loves you. So we need to step back and be like, am I going to stay chained to the things that are tying me down, crippling me away? Um, or am I going to be um, a follower of Jesus and let him lead me where he wants me to go? And to be honest, I find myself in this position of asking this question probably every week. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's even, even the last couple of months have been hard ones for me. Um, burnout has, has, has got to me. Jesus wasn't actually someone I actually loved. I didn't really want to do anything with him. It was hard to even study um, about Jesus when I just didn't feel like, man, he's not actually doing anything. He promised me these good things and now all these bad things are happening. Um, I thought this year would be awesome. You know, I'm getting married. It's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. But this has probably been a tough Yeah, probably one of the hardest I've had in the little while. This week's been hard. Um, Preparing this message, kind of like, man, like, am I even worthy of kind of preaching this good news? Um, Even if I find myself in times of actually not... um, not following him or, you know, letting him lead me in the way he, he, he does... But it's kind of like, you know, when you're teaching something and you're like, oh man, God, sort it out, please. But then it's like you're writing the, you know, writing the sermon and like you read it again and it's like smack in the face. Like, um, God's been teaching me through this time. Um, you know, and I remember vividly um, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I, I was having a rough night. Um, so I put on some worship music to kind of calm me down. And this song came on um, and kind of just made me drop everything I was doing. And I just kind of was laying on my floor for the next 20 minutes listening to the song on repeat. Um, And I was just kind of like listening to the lyrics and and letting them kind of be my prayer. Um, And the song is called Nothing Else by Cody Carnes. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, It's a pretty awesome song. Um, And the lyrics that were in my head go like this. It says... I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. More than anything you can do, I just want you. It's beautiful lyrics, right? Just the moment of, we don't need anything else in the world. We just need him. He's the way. 
of this um, to a place of um, freedom and salvation to feel his presence. We just need him. And as I was um, listening to these words, I felt him say, the, um, say something to me. Um, and, he said, and he said this. He said, peace, be still, and know that I am God. I don't have to do the driving. I don't have to do the navigating. We don't have to walk alone. God is God, and he is able to lead us from our troubles, from this wilderness we're wandering, to a place that is fulfilling. He is the one who can do it alone. And he's inviting us on that journey. He's inviting me on that journey. He's inviting you on that journey yourself. He's already lighting the path. He's already fighting the fights. He's already winning our battles. We just have to hop in his taxi, his Uber, and let him drive. He's our Uber driver. He's protecting us. So are we going to let him break the chains and hop in his car, or are we going to stay and just wandering around? Are you going to let him... Um, are you going to let Jesus be the way for you to start walking? Or even if you're already on that journey yourself and, and you know, there's many people that are like awesome and they're walking with God, um, you know, there's people out there that are struggling. So us as a church, you know, like God um, commanded us in the Great Commission, go out and help each other. We're not walking this um, journey alone. You know, let... Um, you know, look at Lizzie, like tonight, look at all of us, all of them who supported her, right? She's not alone. She's not doing this alone. We're not alone. The person next to you, you know, loves you, man. You're part of this family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ and his church. So let's walk this journey um, with each other. Um, I'm going to um, close in prayer but, um, and invite the band up. Um, but before we kind of um, move into time of worship... Um, I just want to invite you guys, um, invite um, you guys into a space um, for the next light song. Just like um, you know, sing worship however you want, um, but kind of just ask the question: Am I willing to follow you? Am I willing to let Jesus be the way um, in my life? How am I going to show Him and what I do? So um, if, if you want to come up, um, there might be a few of us up the front uh, that are willing to pray and have a chat. So I just invite you to come up or even after the service, chat to someone, find someone um, and see how they're going. Um, or even if, you know, ask them um, if they could pray for you. You know, we're doing this um, journey together. We started in the wilderness. We have our map to get to where Jesus wants us, his home, his church, his kingdom. Let's pray. Yeah, Lord, you are, you are so worthy of our praise. You are so worthy of our, um, our love. And, um, you know, sometimes we feel like we're not worthy enough for your love. We're not um, able to um, be the people you want us to be. But that's not true. You came here, um, you came down to earth, um, even if we were ready or not. You're working in our lives. May you be our, our way, our guide, our driver in the journey with you. May you protect us. 
May you know the best um, road to follow, to go. Help us to um, reach out to you in prayer, devotions, um, reading your word, your teachings. May we be closer to you um, throughout this, um, these coming weeks as we're looking at your good news. May we grow closer to you. Lord, I, um, I feel like there's someone out there tonight that you're trying to reach. Um, someone who's trying to, you know, is wanting to, to start this journey but um, doesn't know how um, or doesn't want to um, leave their comfortable state they're in right now. But I just pray that you reach out and you, um, you work through them. May they feel your presence tonight. May they feel your love, your peace, and your, um, your unfailing love. You're so good. You're so worthy. And you are the way. We pray in your name. Amen.